Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Monday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. We have another state championship to celebrate. Silver Creek Baseball went to Victory Field on Friday night and won their first ever baseball state championship. They knocked off a terrific team, a terrific program, and Andrean High School, who has been so dominant coming out of the North in 3A baseball. And here in just a few minutes, uh, Coach Decker of Silver Creek Baseball is going to join us in this opening segment as soon as he's on the line. But congratulations to Silver Creek. So fun to be there. We had the game on 970 AM, one of our sister stations. Uh, Silver Creek, just a total team effort in the state championship game. Sophomore pitcher Preston Burton, 11-2 and on the season. He pitched so many big games this year, so many big games in the state tournament. And, of course, it was uh, rightfully so that he would start and pitch the distance, go the distance for the 3A state championship game. 11-2 and his record as a sophomore for the Dragons. A good game. Andrean struck first. They scored one in the top of the first inning. Silver Creek put one on the board in the first, second, and third. Andrean tightened it up a little bit in the top of the sixth, scoring one more. But Silver Creek answered right back. They scored one additional run. They would hold on to win 4-2. And again, what a fun night at Victory Field in Indianapolis. Hard to believe another state championship. I was counting it up. With P.K. Falkenstein, as we drove up to Indianapolis Friday evening, I've had a chance to broadcast 11 state championship games uh, in a short period of time since I've been doing this here on the Big X. And it would have been 12 uh, had it, you know, had I done the New Albany game. But just amazing but between baseball, basketball, even volleyball. We don't get a lot of those broadcast in. But the number of state champions locally in 1A through 4A the last 10 years. You wonder if it's almost a renaissance uh, of high school sports here in this area. Will we ever have uh, another run like this? Because it's been really good. And if you're a fan or a fan of a certain school or a coach or an athlete uh, or even me, a broadcaster, it has been so fun to follow some of these teams to the promised land. And Silver Creek Baseball, the latest to bring back a state championship here to far southern Indiana. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, in just a few moments, Coach Joe Decker of the Silver Creek Dragons is going to join us. 
as we'll take a look at his uh, big state championship performance by his team on Friday. And, of course, it's a really interesting note for Coach Decker because it's his last game. It was his last game as the head coach of Silver Creek. So he'll join us here in just a bit. We're going to flip things around today. In the second segment, we'll have news, notes, headlines coming out of the weekend. Zach Osterman is out today. And then later in the hour, Chad Gilbert, IHSA board member, Charlestown Athletic Director. He's always with us Mondays as we talk local sports and a lot to get to today on a local perspective here in the middle of the summer. And I should also note with high school baseball uh, championships in the book this weekend uh, in Indianapolis, that's a wrap on high school sports for the 22-23 school year. So everything concluded and it won't be long until we're thinking about high school football on Friday nights coming up in the summer, later in the summer, that is, and obviously into the fall as well. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, don't forget the Thornton's text line, always open during the show, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. You got a question for Coach Decker, a comment, maybe congratulatory comment to the Dragons, something for Chad Gilbert, anything on IU basketball, football, whatever it may be, that number 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. And let's get to the phone line. Coach Decker of Silver Creek is there. Coach Decker, congratulations. It had to be a fun weekend. You win a state championship on Friday night. You've got the rest of the weekend to celebrate it. Congratulations to you and your team. Yeah, it was a it was a fun Friday night, that's for sure. Absolutely. I know it's a little different. We talked about this last week. Uh, normally just one state championship game on Friday. There were two this week, or this past week, I should say. And it really, I don't think, played a big deal. But we didn't get on the air until about 825 with the first pitch in that game. So it was some late-night baseball in Indianapolis. Yeah, it ended up not being a big deal. But I, I really, it, it kind of made it tough for us because we didn't know how long that first game would go. And it actually went fairly short. So it wasn't too late uh, getting going, but we kind of had to plan uh, to be flexible because we didn't know if you know if that game ends up going two and a half hours, we could have been you know an, a nine thirty start. So uh, it worked out perfect for us. We didn't get there too early. We didn't get there too late. I think we strolled in about uh, the the middle of the fifth inning, um, so our guys didn't have too long to just sit there and 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 wait. So it worked out pretty good. Coach, two things about the state championship game that stood out to me. Number one, Preston Burton, sophomore, finishes his season 11-2. and He pitched ton, a ton of big games for you guys, including the tournament. Many of those victories in the tournament he started, finished those games. And so it was uh, right for him to get the opportunity to start the 3A state championship. And I thought he was steady and good throughout the contest for you on Friday night. Yeah, I thought Preston did a great job in the uh, in that environment for a sophomore, um, especially in the late innings uh, when it got really loud and it got really tight. And uh, you know, he had he had a couple uh, three two counts where he had to throw a strike and 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 he made a good pitch um, when he needed to. And uh, you know, it says a lot about his character and toughness uh, 
to be able to handle that situation because a lot of a lot of kids wouldn't have been able to handle that kind of pressure. Absolutely. The other thing that stood out, and of course there are a ton of highlights on your team all season long, but one thing that really caught me during the tournament and in the state championship game on Saturday was that it's a total team effort. Everybody seems to find a way to contribute each and every weekend, and the bottom of your lineup was really good. Grayson Durek, nine-hole batter, he had a triple that was so key for your team, and Brady Weitzel, I think he bats eighth. He was really good, had a double for Silver Creek as well. So uh, from top to bottom, it's been a talented lineup. Everybody finds a way to contribute. Everybody knows their role, and that was, I thought, showcased on the largest stage Friday night at the state championship game. Yeah, our fourth, our seven, eight, and nine hitters went four for, four for nine that game. Wow. Um, and and shortstop made a great play on Nates, or we'd have been they'd have been five for nine. Um, Grayson had an incredible game. He was two for three, uh, a diving catch in left field. Uh, he also made a really good catch in the first inning, and he was also the the, the first relay of the the kid we threw out at third base on trying to stretch it for a triple. So, uh, um, but you're right. That's kind of been that's the kind of been the story of the team all year. The you know it's up and down the lineup. You know we've got our our guys that are our stars, but uh, you know it's, sometimes it's those unsung guys. And even Spencer Durham in the two hole. Spencer uh, is only a sophomore, and you know what an incredible game he had. He was two for two with two walks, uh, was part of two double plays, and uh, got to make the last out and uh, just uh, you know just you're right a complete team effort and uh, just uh, couldn't be happier for him. Joe Decker, the coach of Silver Creek 3A state champions, they won Friday night over Andrean. A uh, couple things about the win over Andrean for you. I mean, it's your last game coaching the Dragons. You beat a great program. You go out in the highest level, biggest style possible as a state champion. We were watching from our broadcast booth above home plate. Uh, you and your wife had an embrace on the field, and then you immediately made your way to your coaching staff where you guys had a moment to celebrate. Talk about the ride, not just the championship game on Friday, but the ride you've had at Silver Creek and in Southern Indiana baseball. Well, I mean, it's been, you know, obviously it's been a long time, uh, you know, working towards that goal and, and just to be able to get it in your last game, like, like I said, that's just storybook. Um, to be able to, you know, I, if there was ever a thought of me coming back to high school coaching, that ended Friday night. <laughs> like, I'm always going to be able to say my last game, I beat Dave Pisker in the state championship. So uh, I, I don't think I can, I can top that one with anything coming back. But, um, you know, people just don't understand, like, what coaches do. Um, and their families sacrifice and put up with uh, just to be able to coach. Um, it's it's obviously nobody does it for the money, um, and uh, your family misses out on so much, and they sacrifice as much as you do. Um, and my wife and kids have been uh, a huge part of of everything I've always done as a coach. Um, Dominic and Reese both were in the dugout from the time they could walk. Uh, just being around the program, so uh, it's as much, you know, part of them as it is me. Um, and you know, it's it's been you know part of our our, our whole year round for so many years. Um, you know, it's it's just been part of our life. So it was great for everybody to be there. Dominic was in the dugout with us. Uh, he was actually the first one I hugged. Uh, and uh, uh, just just being able to share that with my family is 
is uh, super special. Yeah, great stuff. Joe Decker of Silver Creek joining us here in this opening segment on Monday. And then Andrean, such a great program. You mentioned Coach Pishker and the legend he is in high school baseball. I know he's not a familiar name here in southern Indiana, but if you follow the sport, uh, you know who he is and you know how successful he's been. Uh, But to beat a team that just a few years ago knocked you guys out in the state championship game, I mean, I can't imagine a better opponent to defeat in a state championship game. Someone from the north uh, that is so talented and every year is at the top of the pole. I mean, you didn't just win a state championship. You beat one of the classiest baseball programs in Indiana high school baseball history. Yeah, and, and I think I told the news guys when we were after we won our semi-state game, you know, I didn't even know if Andrean had won yet or not, but I told them, I'm like, it's got to be them. Like, it just... It just had to be them that won. Uh, there's no other. There's no better way you could write it than for us to get to play in Andrean in that game. And uh, you know, I knew going in uh, what to expect, how good they would be, how well prepared they would be. Um, and you know, I, I think I probably slept about eight hours all week uh, trying to be prepared for them uh, in the same way I knew they'd be prepared for us. So, uh, but yeah, just. They're, you know, they're an incredible program. He's an incredible coach. Um, you know, it was, uh, again, storybook ending. You couldn't, we couldn't have written it any better. Coach, you leave a lot of talent behind this Silver Creek program that won a state championship has the opportunity to be good for years to come. It starts with Preston Burton on the mound, but there are so many other underclassmen who were really good throughout this run for you. I mean, it's it's a program that you're stepping away from, you're retiring from, but they've got a chance to be back in this level of baseball in the in the future seasons. Uh, without a doubt, they, you know, we started three sophomores and three juniors uh, Friday night. Um, and our eighth-grade class that's going to be freshmen, um, I will say, is probably the most talented class that Silver Creek's ever seen. Uh, There's 12 kids there that are really good players, Um, and 12 might be conservative. Uh, So there's there's a ton of talent uh, uh, coming through, and and, uh, uh, I I think there's there's definitely a chance that they're going to be back, and I don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to lose a step uh, uh, at all with, with me stepping down. I mean, I know you're stepping away because you have things you want to do with your family, and uh, I understand the uh, resources, what it takes that you must put in to run a program at the level you have, but most people don't step away when there's this much talent in the pipeline, but you must feel confident handing over to people that you know can continue this success. Yeah, well, and again, it, it, for me, it's not about, you know, one thing I, w- I definitely didn't want to do is step away when the program was down. You know, we always, we, one of the things we tell our players uh, every year, we have these absolutes that are, that are part of our program that you have to do to be in our program, and one of them is leave it better than you found it. And, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to make sure of. Like, I want to make sure that I left this thing better than I found it and, uh, you know, I, I think obviously we've done that. And um, my, my whole coaching staff, I think, is going to stay around, um, be part of the new, the new program. And uh, um, it, it's going to be a pretty fluid transition. But uh, you just, it's one of those things as a coach, you just know when it's time to, to do something else. And in January, February, and March, I, I just kind of was like, you know what? Yeah, it's time for me to do something else. And I loved the run. I had a great time. 
uh, and enjoyed every moment of it. Wouldn't trade it for the world, but uh, I think somebody asked me right after we won, like, what about coming back now? And I'm like, nope, I'm still good. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still ready for, uh, ready for a little bit of a break. Understand, Joe Decker of Silver Creek. Coach, congratulations, a great run. It was fun to talk with you each week. Uh, I know that we didn't see a lot during the regular season, but to catch up with this team uh, three or four weeks in a row during the tournament was a lot of fun to have you on this show, a lot of fun. And uh, let's continue to have you, have you back. You could be a voice for Southern Indiana baseball. I know that you'll continue to be around and be involved, but uh, we wish you the, the big congratulations on your accomplishment, not just this state championship, but all the years of success and really dominance in the Mid-Southern Conference in this area. So congratulations. Well, I appreciate it, and if, if you ever get tired of PK, I'll come be your cover guy any day. <laughs> you would be good. You would be good. Thank uh, you for that offer. They take you up on you that. Joe, Joe Decker, Silver Creek, with us to start the week. It's always special when you can start the week with a state championship-type interview. And we'll have some additional programming on Silver Creek baseball coming up. We always have what's called a Night of Champions radio special uh, whenever we have a local team that wins a state championship, really in any sport. Uh, so we've had a lot of those in recent years. So we'll get an opportunity to interview some of the players and recognize all the coaches and uh, really celebrate this Silver Creek team with the community uh, at Silver Creek and Sellersburg. And we'll have announcements on that coming up here, hopefully within the week or so. But uh, it's uh, never lost on me what it means here in southern Indiana to win a state championship and to get the opportunity to bring it back to southern Indiana to celebrate with your community, with your fans, a great Silver Creek turnout each and every week of the season. You could almost see the crowd and the anticipation grow as the Dragons work their way through the postseason. But again, like I started the show today, I hope we understand, I hope we recognize what a special era this is for high school baseball and high school sports in general. So many state champions, boys, girls, basketball, baseball, volleyball, different sports, unbelievable the run that we are on. And I don't remember this all the time when I was growing up. Yeah, we had an occasional champion or an opportunity for somebody locally to really be recognized, but we have just for the last 10 years or so uh, been blessed with unbelievable teams and coaches and athletes and uh, players in all sorts of sports that have went on to not just play in college but play at the very highest level as well. So what a time it's been. It has been fun to be a very small part of it here on the radio and to get to interview coaches and players and others involved. It's just special. And to see Coach Decker, who's been at this for so long, finally get that state championship after seasons of successes and high rankings and postseason success to see him finally get to that mountaintop it's a lot of fun and for him to do it in his final game man it's a storybook ending it's unbelievable so congratulations to silver creek baseball more coming on the dragons here very soon on the big x we'll head to a commercial break we'll come back with news and headlines coming out of the weekend kind of a reverse today in our program zach osterman of the indianapolis star out today so we'll recap lots of recruiting stuff lots of iu basketball stuff some other local headlines as well. And then Chad Gilbert, athletic director at Charlestown High School and IHSA executive board member. He'll join us coming up later in the hour. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I- Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. and for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Monday edition of the program. Zach Osterman is out today, so with Coach Decker in the first segment, we are recapping some headlines coming out of the weekend. And we got to start with this. And let me first remind you, Thornton's text line is open, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 if you have a question or you want to sound off. But big news, uh, Indiana, it looks like, may get an opportunity to host 2024 in-state sensation Flory Bedunga on his final visit. Our friend Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star uh, reported on Saturday that the five-star prospect is planning to visit Indiana on an official visit prior to making his college decision. Of course, Bedunga is a six-foot-ten forward from Kokomo High School. He's ranked number four overall nationally, according to the On3 industry, industry Average. He's taken a lot of visits to Indiana, but hasn't taken a longer official visit to IU at this point. Uh, he'd like to make his decision before Kokomo uh, resumes school, which is set for early August. And so it could look like it could work out where if uh, if and when this visit to Indiana happens, this official visit to Indiana happens, it could end up being Badunga's final visit. Now, Duke, if you remember, they have come in strong on Badunga, and there's been some thought that maybe they've been able to swoon uh, Flory's interest, and perhaps they're the leader for him. But uh, there's been a, a scheduling of a Duke visit as well for June 30th, uh, for June 20th, excuse me, tomorrow, which uh, really happens just a few weeks after Duke got involved in the recruitment of Bedunga and offered him a scholarship. So if that, if this all plays out, Indiana could get the could wind up with the final opportunity to put their recruiting press on Florida Bedunga before his commitment. I know he's visited Florida, Auburn, Michigan, and Kansas. Those have all been official visits, but he's taken a number of unofficial visits, as I mentioned, including to Indiana as well. So I know Mike Woodson and the staff, they watched Badunga uh, Saturday at the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association Top 100 Underclass Showcase in Brownsburg. And so obviously a lot of thought that Indiana is still involved and thinks they can land him. They're uh, going after an official visit. They're watching him every opportunity they can. Uh, But it's going to be interesting to see where Badunga chooses. And it seems like we are entering at least the final month or so with the Duke visit coming tomorrow and a potential IU visit coming later in this month, later this summer. Um, If he does want to make a a decision uh, before school resumes in Kokomo, He's got about 30-plus days to do so, so we'll see how that plays out. Also, it's a big week for NBA draft because Thursday night at the Barclays Center, that's when we'll find out the uh, future of Jalen hood Shafino and Trace Jackson-Davis and where they'll begin their pro careers. I think we can be very confident that hood Shafino is going to be a first-round pick. He's been invited to the green room, uh, a potential lottery pick, perhaps if things work out his way. Jackson Davis could go late first round, early second round. I think everybody has TJD at least being selected by the middle part of the second round. So it should be a really good night for IU basketball. We've discussed this a lot, but it's worth noting again. 
it's not just interesting, I think, to see where these two land and what the professional futures of both of these guys will be. But Thursday night with Hood Chafino in the green room with two IU players likely going to be selected on national television. Mike Woodson, I assume, will be in the green room with Jalen Hood Shafino. Indiana basketball is going to get a lot of visibility and a lot of mentions on Thursday. And Hood Shafino and Trace Jackson Davis both already have been big recruiters for this IU basketball program, both in their time at the school as a player and already somewhat in their time as former players to IU. So Thursday could be a really good night, will be a really good night for IU basketball, regardless where Jalen or Trace are selected, what pick they are, how much money they sign for, where they go. It's going to be a really good night for IU basketball, for Mike Woodson, for the assistant coaches, especially with some of these big recruitments, Badunga and Boogie Fland and others out there looming. Uh, definitely could be a big Thursday night that could help lean into some momentum for the latter part of the summer and keep Indiana basketball hot when it comes to recruiting. As far as where the guys, uh, Hood Chafino and Jackson Davis, are selected to go or being projected to go, ESPN.com, Jonathan Gavoni, uh, Jeremy Wu, I pay a lot of attention to their mock draft. They've got Hood Chafino going number 13 to Toronto. Uh, Sam Vicini at the Atlantic, he also has Hood Chafino going 13th to Toronto. Jonathan Wasserman of the Bleacher Report. He's got Hood Shafino number 14 to New Orleans. And Kevin O'Connor with the Ringer. He's got uh, Hood Shafino number 13 to Toronto. So the majority of the ones that I pay attention to that have any kind of, to me, credibility at all. Uh, and again, these are just opinions, but a lot of these big name guys, they're talking with the teams, they're involved with front office people, they have a fairly good handle as to what's going on. But it seems like Toronto could be a potential landing spot, which is interesting because that could potentially put two IU guys together in the NBA with Hood Chafino teaming with OG Ananobi, who's been a great success in the NBA for uh, the, the Raptors. There, there's no question about that. Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Hood Chafino, excuse me, uh, ESPN.com, Gavoni, Wu. They have TJD going 34th to Charlotte. The Athletic has uh, that Sam Vecini, uh, TJD going 32nd to Indiana. Wasserman with the Bleacher Report, he's got TJD 38th to Sacramento. Kevin O'Connor with the Ringer, number 30 uh, pick to Los Angeles to the Clippers. I think the highest pick I saw was NBADraft.net, who they've been around forever, but I don't know that they're one of the, uh, the more reliable uh, mock drafts out there. They've got uh, Jackson Davis in the first round going as the 23rd pick to Portland. I don't have any insight, but I can't see that happening. Uh, but interesting to play out. I think there's a lot of fans that would love to see TJD go 32nd to the Pacers. It seems like it is at least a possibility. But while there's much more steadiness with Hood Chafino around 13 or 14, TJD is all over the place from 23 to 29, all the way up to 45, I saw USA Today have him. So will be interesting to see how it plays out for both guys. But again, a good night coming up Thursday for the Hoosiers on a recruiting front. Also, two Indiana recruiting targets have made the 2023 USA Under-19 men's national team. Dylan Harper, the younger son of Ron Harper, also, also Asia Newell, both of those guys made the final, final roster. Uh, there's a few more days of training camp to go, and then they'll play June 24th 
through July 2nd over in Hungary in the FIBA Under-19 Men's World Cup. So that'll be fun to follow Colorado head coach Tad Boyle. He's the head coach, assistant coaches Mike Boynton from Oklahoma State, Leon Rice from Boise State as well. Uh, We'll see if the Under-19 team can go overseas and make some noise. Other players of note on the roster, Miles Coven, who's at Purdue now as a freshman, He is on the roster, Mark Armstrong of Villanova as well. So it's a mix of guys that are about ready to go to college here in a year or so and some guys that are already committed to their college teams uh, there as far as uh, the USA roster goes. But nonetheless, uh, interesting time ahead for both of those guys, not only an opportunity to represent the country, but also to see where things stand as far as uh, the opportunity to, to Indiana's recruitment of those guys as well. So a couple other, these are just random college notes. UK announced over the weekend that alcohol will be sold at all sporting events starting with the 23-24 season. That has been a big talking point for UK fans uh, going to basketball games especially. Uh, they piloted the beer and seltzer drink sales at home baseball and softball games, but it's going to open up for all home games and all sports now for Kentucky. And if you didn't miss this one, I'm sure everybody has seen it. This is a sad note. Bob Huggins, who's been a legendary college basketball coach, uh, he has resigned at West Virginia after a DUI arrest, I believe it was on Friday night in Pittsburgh. One of the all-time winningest coaches in college basketball. With his resignation, it is amazing the number of top college basketball coaches that have retired or resigned in Huggins' case that have left the sport in the last two-plus seasons. We've lost some really, really big names. Roy Williams, Coach K, Jim Beheim, now Bob Huggins. Others as well have stepped aside. Uh, sad to see Coach Huggins, uh, a legend in many rights of that word, but he had some real struggles, especially in the final months of his career, of his time uh, at West Virginia uh, for sure. But he is uh, resigning or has resigned from the program and will be interesting to see what happens this late in the game. What does um, what does West Virginia do with their basketball opening? Do they give it to an assistant on an interim basis? Do they go outside and find somebody which could start some late movement by coaches, which could then in turn start some late decommitments and opportunities for players to transfer it's just crazy in the world of college basketball. You never know what's going to happen from day to day. One other note, Rick Pitino uh, is landing all kind of big-name talent here in the last few weeks. He's got St. John's in some of the preseason top 25 polls that are out there. Amazing to see what he's been able to do before ever playing a game, ever coaching a game, coming in, moving must, must, much of the roster out to the transfer portal. Uh, landing some really big guys here, especially in the last few weeks. But Coach Patino, definitely someone to inch, to watch uh, as far as getting St. John's back on the, uh, the, the, the consideration of college basketball, that's for sure. Text from the Thornton's text line, what do you think of Floyd Central hiring Coach White? I kind of know have known of Coach Fonzo White for uh, some time. Good guy, hard worker, basketball guy through and through. Be interesting to see how he fits the Floyd Central program. Uh, also, I think it's interesting who they have or don't have coming back from last season. They obviously lost some key players, a lot of starters from last year. So Coach White, I think, takes over a program with a lot of uh, opportunity to kind of develop it on his own. Some guys that graduated, Caleb Washington, the key player. But uh, there are some young guys back 
in that program, and we'll see how uh, he's able to build them. But Coach White's a good guy, and I know he's in the process of finalizing his move here to Southern Indiana, and uh, I think he'll be good for our basketball scene locally. That's a look at our headlines for this Monday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Chad Gilbert, Charlestown Athletic Director, IHSA Executive Board member, he joins us as we talk the latest in local sports. Chad was at Victory Field on Friday to witness the Silver Creek Baseball State Championship, so we'll talk about that. We'll get into some high school basketball notes as well because Providence over the weekend, they made a big statement down at that Collins tournament in Shelbyville with all the college coaches there. Providence had a great, great weekend. We'll tell you more about that with Chad when we come back. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. What's we're missing for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here? Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Monday edition of the program in the Thornton's text line still open, 502 414 1450 again 502-414-1450 need to remind you that the uh, gift golf card is still available this year's card features park mammoth old capital elk run valley view wooded view and christmas lake in santa claus indiana you can play these great courses for under 25 dollars a round using the 2023 big x sports radio golf card get yours today at bigxsportsradio.com or call 812-725-1457 again 812 812- 725-1457. With me right now, Chad Gilbert. Chad is the athletic director at Charlestown High School, also IHSA executive board member. Chad, it was great to see you up at Victory Field. You had the whole family there to take in the 3A baseball state championship game featuring the Silver Creek Dragons, another local state champ here from Southern Indiana. Matt, first of all, big day today. I've got 14 minutes on the air. I'm excited. We've, um, you and I typically talk beforehand about some topics. I've got some topics written down. I'm curious where we stand here. We, since you, since you've been busy all the time and haven't had time for your old buddy, I want to see how, if we still have that mojo with us and see how many, <laughs> how many we click off. We're on the same page talking here. So you, you hit the first one. What a beautiful night at victory field, Matt. You know, it was outstanding weather, great crowds, uh, you, one of the things I had on was you and PK Falkenstein announcing what pros. I hope people in Southern Indiana. Wait, I, and hold up! I don't want to say Southern Indiana. You know what? People in Indianapolis and Northern Indiana they think Southern Indiana is Bloomington on down. You know, we think Southern Indiana is Clark Floyd, Harrison County, whatever else. In the grand scheme of things, in the state, Southern Indiana starts with Bloomington. But we, you know, our area. I hope people know how lucky we are to have someone like you and P.K. Falkenstein to be able to travel and follow these teams, document their success, be on the call for these things, and promote the sports, not only the sports, but the players and the schools in our area. What a valuable asset you guys are to the community. You are to our schools. You are to our players. 
And I want to thank you guys for that because I couldn't think of two better people to represent our area than what you guys do and how you do it. So, you know, seeing you guys up there, how professional you guys are prepping before the game, you know, you treated Amy, Bam, Evelyn, you treated those guys, you know, like special when they got to see you. And, you know, I, I think that we have a strong family in this part. And you guys are the cornerstone to that. And, again, I hope people realize how special that is. Chad, I'll read this text from the Thornton's text line since you said that, and thank you very much. I'm honored to have PK with me, and uh, we just do the best we can do for two local guys to try to cover the area and promote things on a regular basis on this show. But text her on the Thornton's text line. Matt, you were saying how our local schools have been showing what we have in this area for the last several years. It's people like you and our local IHSA officials, Coach Gilbert and Coach Broughton, talking about the former Jeff coach, now Indiana All-Star Director, that helped promote our area. Keep up the good work. Thanks. So, again, uh, you as the IHSA board member going above and beyond duties at Charlestown, uh, our radio broadcast, hopefully we're all a big team representing the area and we can get some love for Southern Indiana. Absolutely, because it deserves it. The people we have in our area, the athletes, the schools, are second to none. Um, you talked about baseball. Boy, the Dragons really stepped it up when they needed to. Uh, Andrean, if people don't know, Matt, you, you, you may have talked a little bit about, about their, their coach's record, their success that they've had in their program. It was almost like it was given that Andrean was going to win, and Silver Creek answered the call. Man, you know, I, I was a little nervous when bases were loaded and they didn't score that inning. But I think Coach Decker did an outstanding job of keeping his team focused, letting them know, hey, we're still in the lead. Let's go out and take advantage of this thing. And, you know, you can do that if you're Joe Decker because Joe Decker is Hall of Fame coach. I mean, he is a Hall of Famer. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You may not like the way Joe Decker does this. You may not like the way that Joe Decker does that. You may like the way Joe Decker does things. The bottom line, at the end of the day, he's a Hall of Famer. And congratulations to him. They just don't go giving out state championships. And for him to go up there, he didn't win it. He took it. He, he earned it. He deserved that state championship. And congratulations to him and the Dragons on that because that was an outstanding win and one of the best baseball games I have seen in a long time. You know, with him going out, Matt, it's almost like George Costanza on Seinfeld. He left and everybody wants more. Going out on top, you know, <laughs> Every baseball job you hear from now on, whether it's Bellarmine, whether it's IUS, whether it's Jeffersonville, whether it's New Albany, I wonder if Joe Decker's interested. I heard Joe Decker's got some interest. I heard Joe Decker's interested. Mark my words, that's the way to go out if you're Joe Decker. And Joe Decker, if he wants to get back in the game at some time, he'll have that opportunity to get back to the game. But congratulations to him. Absolutely. And uh, I thought the state championship game for Silver Creek on Friday night, it wasn't just a win where they were able to, you know, play well and get the victory. It was a statement win for Silver Creek and for Southern Indiana because anybody that knows anything about high school baseball in our state knows that Andrean has long been one of the top high school baseball programs in the state. Their coach, Coach Pisker, he had 1,099 career victories heading into Friday night's championship game. Almost 1,100 career wins. That's unbelievable. So for Silver Creek, not only to win the title, but to do so against Andrean, and it only helps that, what, four or five years ago, Andrean beat him in the state championship game, and it's Coach Decker's last game. It's like a storybook deal on Friday night, and I hope that uh, people of Southern Indiana really what a special victory that was! Oh, and absolutely, and what the run is. You know, don't diss. You know, don't diss the runner-up finish he had five years ago, or the the fact that he's won. You know, 
the amount of Mid-Southern Conference games in a row was just off the charts. The amount of sectionals, I mean, those things, they are not easy to do. If it was easy to be a champion, everybody would be one. And in, in Coach Decker's case, you know, he, he's proven where he belongs in the all-time greats. And like I said, numerous times, he's a Hall of Fame coach. All right, Chad, one other thing. Let's get to basketball here. Um, I've given Jeffersonville a lot of love through some of the summer league the last couple weeks, and rightfully so. I think Sharon Wilkerson has a lot of talent. That talent that was sophomores last season, they are getting better. Uh, They've had some big wins this summer. I know some people say, oh, summer basketball, uh, summer league, it doesn't matter. It's not a normal game. And I, I get that, and I agree to a certain point. But it is interesting to see how things play out this month because so often it's a precursor to what we have seen in the regular season. So with as much love as I've given Jeffersonville, they've got some standout talent. I want to talk a little bit about Providence today, and I had a chance to text late last night with Ryan Miller, the coach of the Pioneers. They went down to Collins High School in Shelbyville over the weekend. All the college coaches, I mean, any program you name, Big Ten, high level, they had a head coach or an assistant coach there. There were three different brackets. There was a 64-team bracket of teams that played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and there were two different 32-team brackets of teams that just played a couple days. But Providence got to the championship game of one of those brackets. They beat Warren Central, the defending champion in the state of Kentucky, who has a top Mr. Basketball candidate. They beat a really good team from Ohio, and in the championship game, they beat Lyon County, who's got the Perry kid that can just shoot it. Absolutely a score being recruited by Kentucky and Indiana and so many uh, many big schools. But Providence had a big statement weekend down at Collins and Shelbyville playing in front of college coaches. And Coach Miller was quick to say, hey, those coaches, they weren't there to see us or our guys. They were there to see the guys that we were playing against. But Providence playing some great basketball this summer. I've got to put Jeff and the Pioneers at the top of the list heading into next season. You know, I, so, you know let's talk about Jefferson real, real quick. They've got enough talent that they're going to overpower teams in the summer. They're going to go out there and line them up. Our five are better than your five, and that and they're going to win. I mean, there's not going to be many teams that are going to be capable with those guys to be able to hang in the summer, because in the summer there's no scouting, there's no not a whole lot of scheming going on. You're playing. My guys are better than your guys. Let's go out and see what happens. And with Providence, of course, you know I'm getting game by game, quarter by quarter updates. Uh, it, it's no, it's no secret that Cal uh, Glovin's my best friend, and Noah Glovin's Providence's best player. Uh, so I, I'm getting rundowns on these games, how they go through, and Providence is Providence. You know, it's interchangeable parts. When they, you know, when uh, it's almost like have you you've seen Star Wars? The stormtroopers walk out. Everyone on looks the same. That's what Providence is. Everyone plays the same. They go out. They do their roles. They go through it. Teams aren't used to seeing that. So when you're playing those games. You're looking for that high ball screen, and you're thinking you're going to turn the corner. Not against Providence. You might if your if your offense is, has any ball screens in it, and you're playing the Providence Pioneers. Go ahead and throw that game plan away. It's not going to work. And you got guys standing there in the wings looking for the ball, their hands up. Um, that's what Providence wants to do. They want to take the ball out of the best player's hands and let one of those guys jack up a 22 footer. They're going to get the rebound. And they're going to score you at the other end. If you press them, it's a layup drill. I mean, they are well coached. The, the uh, players are good players. I mean, make no mistake about that one. Well, you know, I, I think Noah's as good a player that I've seen in, you know, 
since I've been out in 10 years. I think he can do a lot of different things, and I think he's a great fit for Providence. Um, and for them to go down there and compete, not only compete but to win, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they're, they're, Providence is going to be a very good team when it's all said and done. And again, now, are people scouting him? Do they know, know his things? Do they know Q's going to a knockdown shooter from the wing? They probably don't know that. The teams will scout that and make it a little bit tougher. But on the flip side of that coin, Brian Miller's going to have teams scouted too. You know, Wilkerson's going to have teams scouted too at Jeff. So it's going to be both those teams have a chance to have really special seasons next year, Matt. All right, Chad Gilbert with me. Great stuff, Chad. One final girls basketball point or topic I want to bring up. Brooklyn Wren of Silver Creek, uh, she's getting a lot of uh, attention this summer playing uh, both with the Silver Creek team but also with her travel team. And she's starting to get a lot of offers, mid-major level offers, but I've heard they're high-major teams, some of the best in women's college basketball that are beginning to take note of her. So I think we've got another women's basketball, girls' basketball star on the horizon here in our local area as a player from Silver Creek and Brooklyn Wren. Matt, let's talk about Brooklyn next time. No doubt she is a high major. Look at her pedigree. You know, if you, you see where she comes from, we can talk about that for days. And she's just going to be a sophomore. She's going to have good basketball. And then not to dismiss her because we do want to talk about her next week. One thing I do want to talk about is the passing of a legend, Jim Morris. You know, what a life, Matt. What a career. What a person. Uh, won a state championship at age 24. Played baseball and basketball at Notre Dame before transferring to Bellarmine. You know, I was lucky enough, you know, Steve Morris coached at Salem my senior year. I was lucky enough to work for him at Jeff High. You know, I can remember going to IUS camp. And at the end of camp, every camper got a season ticket to IUS games. So, you know, to, to see that, to be, to be able to go by there uh, and see just a legend uh, and all the stuff that Jim Morris had done in his career, you know, what, talk about someone leaving their mark in southern Indiana. Uh, Matt, you know, one thing I do want to say on that one, you know, I got to see some New Albany people there. And New Albany, I know we know that New Albany's going through a coaching transition now. One thing there is, is, you know, I hope New Albany realizes what they've got because Jeff used to have that, and those guys don't come to the games anymore. I see Greg Neely at the games, I see Bill Amerson, those guys there. That's what makes that special. You know, I was at the funeral home, I saw Jim Shannon. Matt, one thing, Jim Shannon, he was wearing a blue shirt. Do you see anything into that? Do you read anything into that in the future? We, we got Lynch up here. We got Warren up here. We got Roland up here. Maybe Jim Shannon on the bench in the near future. I don't know. But it was good seeing those, and I just wanted to give, you know, a, a quick talk about a passing of a true Southern Indiana legend and Jim Morris. Yeah, absolutely. Had a chance to give a little personal tribute to him. Uh, last week but thank you chad for bringing that up great to see you and the family on friday uh, great to see another state championship back to the area and uh, great talk here today on monday matt let's look up soon i appreciate everything you do for certain sports and thanks for the run thank you very much that's going to wrap things up for this monday edition of the program back with you tuesday at 11 this is the hoosier report with matt dennison <laughs>